Are you a digitally savvy or aspiring travel business owner wanting to shake things up in 2023? Then you need to join us for the Travel Trend Summit on the Gold Coast in May. Travel Trend is the ultimate one-day live event that is hell-bent on bridging the gap between our travel business owners and their untapped potential of successfully having a standout travel brand. Want more? Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash travel trend and grab your tickets now. Trust me when I say that this is an event you do not want to miss. Be quick as tickets are only strictly limited. See you there. Hey, I'm Steph and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure, there has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to stand out in the digital world, but you struggle with consistency, tech isn't your jam and you have no idea where to start, join my free masterclass where I talk about exactly this. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hey, hey, hope you're having an amazing day wherever you are in the world right now and whatever it is that you are doing. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast once again, because today, oh my God, I have the most impressive guest coming in on the show for a chat. And what I can tell you is that you are in for a massive treat As you know, we have our event Travel Trend coming up on the Gold Coast in May. If you haven't yet grabbed your tickets, head on over to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash travel trend to snatch yours up because we have the most epic lineup of expert guest speakers. Uh, And oh my God, Kate Nutt is one of our speakers for the day. And it just so happens that she is not only a guest speaker, she is going to be covering the event as well and offering the mini branding shoots the following day. So cannot wait to have her grace our stage. And to be honest, she's probably not going to spend too much time on stage. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, she's going to show us what it is that is involved when it comes to branding for your business. She has such a deep-rooted passion and drive behind everything that she does inside of her photography business. So if you don't follow me on Instagram and you don't know who Kate is, Kate is a branding photographer who has skillfully taken portraits of over 5,000 subjects 
with a career spanning over 20 plus years in the creative industry. And much like us, she's very much had to be in an industry which, you know, is forever changing and the landscape's forever changing, literally, like don't don't hate the pun. Uh, but yeah, so having to pivot along the way and also, you know, upskill as you go. So Kate and I know each other from home. Kate's studio is located in Brunswick Heads, northern New South Wales, uh, here in the beautiful Rainbow region, and it's just north of Byron Bay. So that's where I grew up. So for me, it's a no-brainer to have Kate heavily involved in our upcoming event and showcase her talent, thoughts and perspective with you all, because it is actually way too good to not share with you. So in today's episode, we are going to deep dive into the moments when small business owners are stepping into themselves and doing a branding shoot, which feels like the next logical step for them in that process to owning their authority. And I suppose this can be done in two ways. So you can be seen as the expert in your space and number two, being visible to the people you want to serve in an online capacity. What we chat about in today's episode is all things from confidence to purpose, from photography to collaborations, and from Instagram filters, selfies versus hero marketing images for your business. So all of those topics plus more is all covered in today's chat. I cannot wait to introduce you to Kate. I know you're going to get so much value out of today. And also, I want to give you the really strong sense of what top level guest speakers we actually have appearing at the Travel Trend Event Summit on the Gold Coast this year. It is our inaugural event, but my goodness me, like we are kicking goals and we are breaking all the rules on our way up. So it's going to be an epic day. Cannot wait to share more of the details with you in the coming months. But without further ado, I want you to meet Kate. What are we waiting for? Let's go meet her for a Margie. <laughs> Before we begin today's episode, would you please join me while we recognise the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests, rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. Hi Kate, a warm welcome to the Unplug in Paradise podcast. It's so amazing to have you on the show today and really looking forward to diving into all things branding photography. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Steph. So <laughs> awesome to be here with you at last. <laughs> I know. feels like forever, but I'm so happy you're here. I was floating around with some different ideas of what we could talk about today, but first off, I wanted to see whether you could share a little bit more about yourself. Obviously, you've been in the photography game for 20 plus years now, but where did baby Kate first pick up her first camera and where did it all start? Where, where's the beginning? Take us there. Whew, I would say probably the earliest point that I can remember holding a real camera, you know, an SLR, they weren't digital, they were film. Um, I would have been eight, I think. My mum had just, she'd started her own quilting magazine and she was the editor, photographer, uh, 
chief sales of everything officer and uh, she had two cameras um, and one had two lenses and I was really fortunate that she let me play with them and it's only now that I'm a mum that I realised how trusting that was and Mm. you know she always prioritised creativity um, before having a perfect orderly home or certainly having a camera in one piece. Um, so I can remember just playing with, you know, looking through, um, each lens and just playing with the zoom and, and whatnot. And, um, and then the first photo I remember taking was actually at school in New Zealand. So she must've let me take a camera to school. Oh my God. High school. So in New Zealand, it was high school, but I would have been about 10 or 11 because their, their structure's different, the education structure's different there. Okay. And um, I can remember my first portrait that I took of a girl called Ali, and I got her to stand in the centre of this tree with leaves all around her and just her head poking through. And I, I think that was the first, yeah, that was the first portrait I ever took. <laughs> So with your mum being so creative, is that where you feel like you've tapped into your own creative spark as a, as a professional? I would say that's definitely what's nurtured it. So Mm -hmm. it hasn't been a fight for me to find creativity because it was just nurtured from day one. Mm -hmm. And as I said, being a mum now myself, I cannot believe how much mum let us do. (laughs) So, you know, even down to just destroying the house with cubby houses and taking out every sheet out of the cupboard and turning it into this magical wonderland or fort, depending on (laughs) which way you look at it. And um, yeah, so I guess that's just been prioritised. And I, I wish I was as amazing a mum as she was to my little boy because I'm like, no, we need to keep everything in order. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, um, I was really lucky. It's like the reason why we have good things is because we look after our stuff. <laughs> oh, the thought of me handing my SLRs to my son is outrageous. I was like, no, no. <laughs> you can look but don't touch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah, definitely mum. And still mum is very creative. She still paints. She's always making things with her hands and, um, yeah, it's always been something that's really nurtured in our family. Mm, yeah, I love it. I think it's um, something that does definitely come through in your work is that it has been around for a long time. It's not like you've just picked it up uh, and it's just like a new f- uh, you know how some people have passions and it kind of flies in and flies out really quickly? Like yours is such a deep-rooted passion that you continuously to work in and curate over the years that you Mm. you know continue to shoot so yeah I love that about your work I want to know though where's the catalyst to make you like really sit in your profession and choose branding photography predominantly um Mm. yeah as your direction now well it's taken time to really find that niche uh you know going into photography professionally was not intentional for me because I I mean playing with cameras for so long 
I never actually thought it was a real job. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, when it came to the end of high school and my art teacher was like, you know, I really think you should pursue this professionally. And I was like, that's what? not a real job. Like, I can't do that. So it wasn't until I didn't get into the Air Force, which is what I thought I wanted to do, that I went, oh, well, I'll go and study photography until I work out what I want to do with my life. And it just so I think after a year and a half at university, I ended up getting a job in a studio. And I was like, oh, well, we'll just keep going with this and it, it seemed to turn into a career uh, but then you know I guess being out on my own now for must be 15 plus years um, in my own business it's really taken many years to find why I actually love this and you know after photographing weddings and family portraits and whatnot um, it took some years to realise that it actually wasn't the camera uh, or the technology that I was fascinated by. It was the, the connection with people. And I guess more recently realising that, you know, if we take that connection with people to another deeper level, it's people who are aligning with their purpose. And... Mm that's what really inspires me and lights me up. Yeah, you've been sharing quite a few like transformation stories of the clients that you have been servicing lately and it's just getting to the root of, yes, their purpose, why they're here, but then also when we were chatting about, you know, branding shoots and things like that because obviously like you're coming to our Travel Trend event in May, going to be covering the event and also the branding shoots the following day, which I'm so, so excited that you're a part of this awesome journey to, that we're on it together. It feels like a bit of a roller coaster ride, but we're here. You're <laughs> nailing it, mate. I'm so impressed with you. I'm squeezing your hand as, as hard as I can. See, I came along and I was like, this looks exciting. Let me come along. <laughs> oh, no, it's so good. I couldn't do, I couldn't um, have, you know, come come this far confidently knowing that I had kind of, you know, another creative like-minded soul helping me lead through this. Because it is a minefield. Like if you've never done something before, it is really, really uh, nerve-wracking. And I suppose you probably see a lot of that with the people that you shoot as well. Like, not everyone is confident enough to stand in front of a camera, let alone let someone actually hit the button, you know? Like my whole life I've been like a twin, so identical twin growing up, always having photos and cameras in my face, you know, cheese, you know, at the same time. Like while your bloody bazillion French uh, relatives are like taking photos of you and, you know, look this way, look that way, look this way. So like the smile is like the signature move, right? Like it does, there's not much repertoire there. Like, <laughs> mm. It's like, oh, look over here. I've got a smile on my face. I just don't know where to look, what to do. It's yeah. a bit awkward. But yeah. how, like wh what happens in that time when you're, you know, doing a branding shoot for someone, like take us through that process. Well, firstly, I think you're spot on in that most of the people I photograph, particularly in branding, so business people, they're generally not comfortable in front of the camera. This has never been, they didn't set out to be a presenter. 
they set out on their journey to pursue their purpose um, in whatever industry it might be. So by the time they get to me, it's almost like this reluctant next step that they know they have to show up really to honour honor the, the business's needs. Um, mm. So it's not like they decide that they want to show up and, and be a presenter now. They just go, oh, okay, no, I know this is the next step for the business. So, so here we are. And... <laughs> Yeah, I must say I kind of everyone meets me at a similar point on that journey where they've had 10 or 20 years behind them um, in an industry and they're just kind of stepping into their own version of that career. So they're just they've worked out that they have something really special or a different angle on the industry and they're just stepping into that that new identity. So yeah, so they come to me and I, what has been, a lot of feedback that's been coming lately, I'm not sure if you've seen on Insta, is everyone just says, well, first and foremost, you make us feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think to take that one step further, they say that they feel that all of them is welcome mm. and all of them is welcome. And what we tend to find in this, you know, deep dive into identity is that some of the aspects of a human that they like to hide or that they're embarrassed about or that they want to push away because they might not be the traits that they think are successful um, turn out to be the unique quirks that an audience or client base fall in love with. So ah. I think by holding, and this happens spiritually or energetically, I'm, I'm not quite sure how people know this when they come into the studio, but they feel a sense of, oh, I can be all of myself with you and it's safe. So we then just explore authentically around, you know, life and passion and work-life balance and wherever the conversation might lead. And I don't know, I just kind of find moments where I feel like they've tapped into the essence that's flowing through and let go of what they think it's meant to look like. And that's when I start pressing the button, I guess. Because mm, you probably see that there is a split personality almost with those people that are kind of sitting in front of you. Yes. Is that a thing? <laughs> totally. <laughs> what, I had a chat yesterday with an author and he's like, oh, well, you know, it must be, must be great because people come to you and by the time they come to you, they know the image they want to project into the world. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> They might have an idea of the image they want to project in the world, but what seems to happen with me is they're usually about 80% right and then there's this extra 20% that we kind of pull out from beneath the surface and, like, they might know it's there but they didn't think they were going to share that with the world. And I go, oh, but this part of you is quite beautiful. 
Like let's mm. let's allow this part through. And um, that's, I think, where the transformation occurs. So uh, people then see their images with, you know, all of or more of themselves and, and greet themselves with quite a, uh, a warm acceptance mm. so that, um, you know, yes, the images then become, you know, these effective, authentic marketing images in the world, but it more importantly serves as a transformation where they really start to own who they are. Mm. Oh, I love it. It's juicy, isn't it? <laughs> I My experience with braiding photography is like fairly, I wouldn't say basic, but it's, you know, I've had a few experiences with a few different photographers. You know, I've tend to do things, you know, really on the cheapest way possible just because, you know, when you're a business owner, it's kind of like, ah, it's a cool thing to do and it's an expense, but you try to like skimp out on it just for the sake of having imagery for, you know, social media, websites, things like that. But what I've come to realise and from the more and more than we hang out, Kate, is that it's so much more than just doing your hair, getting the right dress and having your makeup done and ready. Mm. You know, like all of those things is like the mask that you put on the outside. But even just the photos that like we took recently and I know that that wasn't, you know, a full-blown branding shoot or anything. But Kate, go, go, go. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh, the moments that you would like come up to me like, oh, Steph, you know, do this, you know, lean in, shoulder down, head, head to the left a little bit more, look at the ocean and have a daze. Here, let me just touch your hair and just position it. Oh God, you've got lovely hair. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, please don't stop doing that. That's just like the best thing ever, you know? Like it's kind of like mum coming up to like fix your hair, darling, because you know, there's you got a few flyaways and but I think even just that getting in my bubble just makes yeah. me break down those walls a lot more. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm just doing my thing. I've got yeah. a goal, and if her hair's out of place, I'm like, oh, this is going to save on Photoshop later. <laughs> so I'm like, and then you're right, I really get up in people's grill <laughs> in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, you're right. And I'm like, wow, your hair is this. <laughs> But, like, you see people in such a different light, in a different perspective from what we see ourselves. Because oftentimes when you look in the mirror, you think, oh, yeah, okay, like she looks tired or, you know, she doesn't look her best today or whatever. But, like, I think that's the most most daunting thing about, like, me personally getting a photo taken, especially for my business. Like, we're in travel, right? So we're constantly taking photos, but we don't have that – of imagination when we're taking Mm. our own photos Mm. especially of ourselves selfie (laughs) like totally nothing wrong with selfies but like it's quick it's fast it's there's nothing thought out about it it's you know you often got like big sunnies covering your face you've got like slick you know it's inch thick of sunscreen on your body so you're like all oily and gross um so like those photos I suppose are like taken in the moment like they're fun quite you know and and they're really good for social media and for promoting travel as a whole so what is the difference between a branding photo and like a photo of yourself because I feel like 
there's a massive difference, but someone might not know that there's a massive difference between having a photo of you, say, like as your profile profile photo or something online, or like your hero photo of you versus like an actual branding photo of you. So like, what's the difference? Okay. Okay. So are you, so I just want to clarify before I launch in, um, are we talking the difference between a branding image and more of a social media selfie? Is that, or do you mean like a more of a family shot that someone would take? I'm thinking like a DIY branding shoot. Boom. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Got it. You know, like I could take a photo of myself in my bathroom. Yeah you know, with a blank wall behind me or whatever and um, put that as my Instagram photo for my business and that be my hero image. I hope not. I could could do that, but I won't. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So I guess what you've highlighted is two categories um, and they're actually the two categories, one that I work in and shoot in and one that I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. So um, hero marketing imagery in my opinion, should be taken by a professional photographer. So these are the hero banners that appear on your website. Uh, Depending on the nature of your social media, they can appear in your social media if you can afford to have that elevated um, high-caliber imagery running through your socials. Mm -hmm. And I, the level of professional photographer will dictate, I believe, both the the credibility of your imagery and the authenticity that comes through. And something that I spoke about recently was if your photographer can hold a container that's emotionally deeper and broader or deep enough and broad enough for you to show up and, and have more of yourself present, then that will be directly reflected in your photographs. So if you, like you were saying before, if you cheap out on it and get an inexperienced person with a camera um, who's going to charge $400 and give you a 1,000 photos. (laughs) Winning. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. But just keep in mind that the depth of your imagery is going to be limited by their emotional capacity that they can bring to the photo shoot. So, yeah, we're talking about hero marketing imagery that I believe should really echo and celebrate your brand and also feature some authentic emotion in the images and that's usually best captured by a professional outside of you mm-hmm. um, so that we get past that image that you think you want to project <laughs> and into that image that a professional is, I wouldn't say trained because unless you feel we, we train ourselves, that is mm. experienced enough to harness within you. So that's our hero marketing imagery. On the other side, I would say, is our day-to-day, you know, social media content that we create ourselves. And there is a place for that. Both of these are really important uh, because, you know, not everyone can afford to have a professional (laughs) every day. Not to mention, I think that our social media content 
has an authentic flavor when it is what I'd call a, a low production value. So mm-hmm. when we do see it wiggling around on a selfie stick, um, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? When we see those little knockabout nuances that make us feel as an audience that you've just picked it up and we're just coming along for the ride with you, um, those imperfections can actually work in your favour in terms of authentic delivery Mm -hmm. or authentic messaging. So I think, you know, both styles of photography are really important. I just think each has its place. Mm, Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah, from, from experience, you think, okay, I had a day where I wore makeup and washed my hair. I am going to take some selfies. (laughs) I'm sure you looked amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But see, like I, I'm one of those people that I may take a photo of myself and go, oh, horrendous, quick, delete it, put it in the bin. No one wants to see that ever. But then you think, okay, you might sign up and get a photographer to come and do some branding shots. But what I've noticed just from our shoot is that when I look at my photos, I actually really like the person I see. When I not, I normally wouldn't. I wouldn't like to see me do that. Or, you know, because it was such off the cuff, a lot of the stuff, because we just did not stop laughing, did we? Holy (laughs) moly. Lucky there was no one there. I the ended up in the pool at one point. But I was like, let's go here, let's go there. Is that bar open? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Is it too early for margaritas? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I really like that person. And that person, you know, I never, I haven't seen her for a while, you know, and it's okay. kind of like, and, you know, we've just been through the biggest and worst time the last few years. Like everyone has. But now that travel's come back in it and it's been a storm, right? Like we haven't even had a chance to hit the reset button. We've still very much hid behind our keyboards, hid behind our webcams, hid behind, you know, hid hid in our little space that no one's really come out of that yet. Mm. And to see that girl, yeah, she's got COVID kilos on. Jeez, like... I'm looking at her going, man, like she actually looks cool. She looks like she's yeah. having the best time. Yes. And that is me to a T. Mm. And being able to see that in a photo, like I would be so proud to share those at least for the next few years and oh. just milk milk the hell out of them until, you know. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is music to my ears. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to go back to what you said. Um, and this is probably the most rewarding part of my job is when someone says, oh, I really like me. I really like who I see. I like her. I want to hang out with her. She, you know, when they see themselves on the screen after the shoot and mm-hmm. there's like this, and for me it's like, you. well, how did you feel before? Like, Oh, I've got goosebumps. You know, it's, <sighs> and I I can actually, oh, now I'm going to, a story's just popped up in my mind, and this actually could be a little bit emotional. Whew. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the so, heads up. <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, now, I'm going to get the medical condition wrong because I haven't 
thought about this in preparation, but I photographed a lady in the accounting industry maybe four or five years ago. And I'm going to get the medical term wrong, but part one side of her face was um, experienced some kind of paralysis. Mm -hmm. So her face um, was quite asymmetrical. And I'm only saying this in hindsight after she told me the story because from my point of view, I actually didn't notice. So everyone's asymmetrical when I photograph mm-hmm. them. And what I what I noticed with her is she had quite a, a contemplative side mm-hmm. and then quite a joyful side. And, you know, through throughout telling the story of her brand, I just kind of played between these two, you know, the contemplative side and then the joyful side. And she said, it must have been halfway through the shoot, she said, Kate, oh, you know, I, I'm not really comfortable you photographing the side of my face that's got paralysis. And, oh. and I was like, oh, oh, I just thought you looked thoughtful from the, do, you, do you know what I mean? And it, it was more of an emotion that I was capturing. And anyway, I said, well, you know, do you trust me to photograph it anyway? And then you can choose whatever images you like at the end of the situation. So you're not pressured mm-hmm. to have any of them. And, um, yeah, so we, we get to the viewing and this is this is the emotional part. She expressed that, you know, this part of her that she felt was a flaw that she'd been trying to hide for so long. She finally saw the beauty oh, in herself. Wow. And and the acceptance in all of her. And it was interesting, like I guess, and I guess this is what happens when I photograph people, is I don't see any parts of them that should be pushed away. I just see parts of them that communicate a story um, or a message or an emotion or, and we just bring all of that through. And, and I guess to, you know, fast forward to the other part that you were talking about where, you know, perhaps when, you know, you, you've done your hair and makeup and you've taken a selfie or someone's snapped a shot of you and <laughs> you maybe haven't liked it but then when you put your hands yourself in the hands of a professional we use techniques to capture you authentically and in your best light so you know when someone just grabs a phone and and takes a photo like this the camera's actually not far enough away from you to capture accurate perspective so you are distorting your face. As soon as you go like this, you're distorting your face and changing the way you look. Yeah. So it's no wonder people don't like their own selfies because they're inaccurate. Mm. <laughs> so sorry, I just like fast forwarded to, through no. two topics. Then, but, mm. Wow. So what's your opinion on filters then? Oh, great <laughs> question. <laughs> I haven't reached a final conclusion on this. But, oh, man, okay, where do I start? Let's start firstly in retouching because I do retouch photos, but I like to keep people 
looking their best selves. So mm-hmm. the things that I enhance are often just filling the shadows a little bit and maybe removing a blemish that doesn't live there permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really appreciate photographically texture in skin. I love it. I just mm-hmm. think it's amazing. In saying that, when we are getting about on the street or at the beach, talking about myself here, and we whip whip out a phone and we do a live feed or a quick video or whatever it might be, if your appearance in that moment is stopping you from sharing yourself, I would pop a filter on it. Mm-hmm. Now, in my experience, that happens when I've woken up, rolled out of bed, made the lunch, Dasha's gone to school, I've grabbed the dog and gone to the beach. I haven't had a shower and I haven't looked in the mirror. <laughs> Sauce. <laughs> but then when I'm on the beach, all these ideas start flowing through and I'm like, oh, I just need to capture this now. While I, and I... <laughs> I put it on the the iPhone on selfie mode and I'm like, ooh. (laughs) I need to get it down in that moment while it's fresh. Yes. So I guess the philosophy I've reached with that is record, go, whack it on Instagram stories, chuck a Paris filter on it and let it go. Mm. Um, So do I think they're harmful? Loaded question. Um, (laughs) that I just posed myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think retouching and filters can be harmful if you can't identify them. So having okay. 20 years experience in retouching and that kind of um, industry for the last 20 years, when I walk into a supermarket and look at the magazine stand, I can look at the faces on the covers and almost see the brush strokes of the retouching. Oh, wow. So I don't see an authentic human. I see, well, in Brisbane, I used to be able to tell who did the retouching. Like I could see the actual artist behind the retouching. Uh, so oh, wow. for me, I'm okay with seeing things enhanced because I kind of see past uh, the gloss, so to speak. Mm. But I think rather than hoping that everyone stops using them, I actually wonder if we should just educate ourselves in what makes an enhanced image, Mm -hmm. perhaps. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. I I could reassess but that's in this moment that's my thought yeah because it's such a huge thing you know and we all I think because they're they're there and it's fun you don't have to wear makeup or do all the stuff you know tanning (laughs) waiting for the tan to develop all those sorts of things like I feel like if it's a quick thing yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard one because like I I tend to use filters. Like I never, I've never, I don't think I've ever recorded a story or anything without one. Yeah, mm. I I think you like for me it's okay. So in this these hero marketing images, 
I wouldn't blur people within an inch of their lives or change the shape of their lips or anything like that Mm. because we've used great lighting. There's usually hair and makeup and they are already their best photogenic selves. Mm. Um, But for me, the filters have a place in those moments where, like you say, you haven't had a chance to get camera ready. You can just go live flick the filter on and feel fresh and presentable. Um, And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think those simple filters like Paris, which is on Instagram stories, um, where they don't change your lips or change your eyes or distort your facial features, I feel okay with them. Um, But in Mm -hmm. saying that, there's a friend and, and someone who I've actually photographed professionally who shared an image of herself that was filtered recently and I was like oh but I love your freckles and I love this texture of your skin (laughs) and I did feel as an audience member that it that it was a little less authentic so you know I think the jury's still out on that one for me I'm not sure Mm, maybe I need to develop a filter that lightens shadows but keeps skin texture Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> Anyone <laughs> else want to go? <laughs> totally. I'd actually be quite happy for someone to steal that idea so I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have enough enough on your, um, your, you know, your office suite. <laughs> mm, so, Kate, what, is, what does this year look like for you apart from coming to our event? in May, which is a huge thing. I know. Um, what's, what's on the cards for you? Like, what are you, what are you working on creatively? Whew, that's not a big question at all. <laughs> because okay. we've, you've got your, your studio in Brunswick Heads and that's how we know each other. Cause mm-hmm. we're from the same town. <laughs> I'm currently being led partly by the people that walk through my door. So mm-hmm while they're business owners usually um, seeking personal branding imagery, I've noticed that lately our conversations are extending beyond the photo shoot, so to speak. So, you know, a good example is, you know, last week I met with a client, Kelly, and I had to set the timer Um We met for an hour and I usually call that a planning session for the photo shoot. Mm -hmm. And this last meeting, we spent 57 minutes talking quite deeply about purpose in business and her Mm. purpose and any limiting beliefs she might have had. And we kind of peeled a couple of those away and, and went quite deep. And there was about three minutes to go. And I was like, oh, shit, we better plan your photo shoot. So it's saying that everything that we'd been talking about, my mind was kind of going, okay, so we need this to tell your story and this element to tell your story. And, and um, you know, it becomes a part of the creative process and the identity process. Um, but, you know, where these conversations are starting to lead me is actually a little bit more into, dare I say it, a business mentorship that Mm -hmm. kind of covers identity but also (laughs) the other thing that I happen to do in my spare time 
is I help people with pricing structure and pricing psychology. Mm-hmm. And then around that, I also help with establishing what I call business boundaries. So how two parties can work together, whether it's collaborate or um, a client and, and business person work together. I believe in having quite a clear structured um, financial arrangement so that everyone knows where they're at and everyone's needs are met. Um, and there's mm-hmm. no kind of future resentment that, oh, I over-delivered and they only paid this much or in a collaboration it might look like I did this much work and they only did this much work. So I've started working with people around business boundaries so that everyone has a clear understanding of where their separate entities lie um, and Mm. a clear understanding of what they're providing or receiving. And, Mm. um, yeah, so the images then in that process then become part of, I guess, adding an essence to the communication and the messaging for that business. So it's become a little bit more of a broad container of business foundations, um, you know, going through pricing psychology, setting up a structure and some communication um, foundations, and then using the images to filter through those aspects of the, the foundation. So, um, whew, that's yeah. that part. And there's other things yeah. too, but that was a lot. <laughs> Unreal. Well, it sounds, it sounds like it's needed, that top-level mentorship it sounds like it's screaming your name, Kate. And I couldn't think of a better person to step into that space because, mm. I mean, like just, you know, we're half an hour in onto the episode and just hearing your passion and your love and the strength in your direction and where it's taking you and how you're intuitively letting it guide you. Mm. Hello. Like, mm. You're, you're I, so in tune with it. I love I love that about you. Oh, thanks, mate. It's so, actually nice to be reflected <laughs> by someone else. You know, this is what this is my job, <laughs> and you're offering the reflection. So that's kind oh, of- it's it's nice. It's it's um. I think as business owners, there's not enough validation or collaboration in our space, and I feel like you know, in the travel agent industry, like there's none of that. Like recently I surprised a fellow travel agent on a ship. He did not know I was coming. And we are, you know, in the light of things, like we are considered competitors. Like we're both cruise experts. Yeah, right. But then, you know, it's kind of unheard of. Like I stalked the hell out of him (laughs) and I surprised him on board. And then, you know, we had a holiday together, Mm. um, which I mean, like he wasn't expecting, like no way. Was he expecting yeah. that? But it's just that collaboration and, and fun and choosing friendship um, mm. and, you know, those deeper relationships over competition or, um, yeah. you know, it's there's we've been through enough. Yeah. And I think um, what you've just highlighted there, which is something that I find in certainly in my work and certainly a topic that I discuss with my clients is, you know, your product or service is just a vehicle Mm -hmm. for 
amazing human connection. Absolutely. And, you know, mine happens to be with a camera. The barista happens to use a coffee machine, (laughs) you know. Mm. Um, There are so many different ways that you can honour your purpose. But really, I feel like, well, maybe I'm speaking for myself and some of my immediate clients, but that the joy comes from the human connection that that vehicle offers you. And I think in another discussion I had recently with my web developer, we were like, you know what, if we just keep the product that we offer as photographers or web developers or anyone really simple, then it's simple and effective. It allows all of our emotional energy to just be in exchanging with the human on the other side of the transaction Mm. rather than, you know, pouring all, we could do this and this and this and a website that could have, you know, basically facilitate your whole life and drop your child to school and everything. (laughs) You know, if you keep things quite simple um, and effective, then it allows, you know, the passion and I guess the, that magnetic energy to flow through with the human connection, which I think is why we do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, like not overthinking it. It's not a thing. You don't have to overthink it. If you feel pulled, like like this is where Travel Trend was born, right? Like Travel Trend was born because I love collaborating with different people and I had like a hit list of people that I wanted to collaborate with but if I was to do it all in like the same capacity, like having hosting web, you know, podcasts with each individual person, I wouldn't have felt that I was honoring that for me. Hmm. But I do want to share it. So I thought, you know what, if I get all of my dream people in one place and invite a heap of my travel agent pals to join us for the day, then that for me is just going to be like the most ultimate day on earth you know Mm. for for professional development for taking action for realigning Mm. your energy with your business and your purpose and what it is that you want to do and what you want to be known for what you want to be seen as what do you want to be remembered as you know like Mm. all Mm. of those things so I feel like for that it was very much a case of going okay cool I need to rope these people in. And like, you know, your name was the top of the list when I was mapping that out. Even before I even (laughs) spoke to you about it, your name was already like, (laughs) (coughs) it was already there on the list. But um, yeah, I feel like we've just got to honour ourselves moving forward and yeah, try not to delve too much into the way things were once because they they didn't work for us ever. You know, Mm. our travel agent industry is still using outdated methods and Mm. uh, structures and um, the way we communicate and liaise with each other is still very outdated. And we need to change that, you know. You know, something I'd like to add, firstly, I did follow your stories where you were surprising your mate on the cruise ship. (laughs) (laughs) And and I didn't even (laughs) think of him as a competitor because it certainly didn't present that way. Mm. Um, And it reminds me of when I lived in Brisbane and – you know, I I started in a photography studio where there were three photographers and, you know, one by one we each, you know, left or oh, got the sack um, and went on to do our own thing. 
and um, and I was really close with um, one of the other photographers, Renee. And so we're off doing our own thing. And, you know, the, the beauty of being connected with other competitors or other people in your industry is that, you know, if, if someone requested to book a wedding with me on the 29th of July, I would say, oh, I'm already booked. I'll send it over to Renee. Try my friend Renee. She has a similar style. We have a similar vibe um, and shoot it over to her. And she's like, oh, I'm available. I'll take it. And then vice versa would happen. So, you know, if she was booked on the 18th of April, then she would shoot that referral over to me. And what ended up happening is our businesses then grew like 20 or 30% based on collaborating with a competitor and it's like you know they don't have to be your enemy and you know we went on to actually build an entire new project together and I say project because it might have looked like an entirely new business but we kept our businesses separate and then marketed under one banner and it was extremely successful But, you know, as a sole trader or, you know, someone who works alone in their business, it can be really nice to join forces, um, bounce around ideas and create, you know, um, a result that's greater than the sum of two people. You know, it feels like when you bounce ideas with someone, you come up with things that are even more amazing than outside of the box. Mm. So we found that when we collaborated, um, we came up with these amazing concepts. We had the camaraderie of, you know, doing a 48-hour lockdown of, you know, creating all the marketing material and everything. And, you know, we were able to have that, that fun in business that you don't always have when you're on your own. And then we kind of ran our businesses separately, utilising this same marketing together. And I think that was partly why it was sustainable. We didn't fully integrate um, our finances or anything to create this project. We just did worked on the project together and keep, kept our businesses separate. Mm. And, um, yeah, some of the best parts of my career have definitely been with collaborating either with other creatives or other competitors. Oh, I know, (laughs) right? (laughs) But you've done amazing with this project. Holy moly. It was funny when you were describing at the beginning how, you know, it was nice to hold someone's hand because of, you know, the fear and anxiety around it. And I'm like, wow, that's so interesting because when I witnessed you speak, at Ridges to, you know, management there, Mm. your vision was so acute. You're like, I just see it like this and I see it like that and this is how it's going to come together and what are you going to do to, you know, help us pull this together basically. And I'm like, (laughs) she knows where she's going. We're just all (laughs) along for the ride. (laughs) And don't you love it like that question to start off with like, oh, you know, the first question is, oh, what, what is it that you need? And it's like, well, how about I just explain how it's all going to look first (laughs) and then you can fill in the gaps of what it is that I need. Um, But yeah, no, that's, it's, you know, it's part of, it's part of being able to ask for more as well. Like our industry, like we're so used to getting everything for free or getting everything for a discounted price, but we can't really expect that when it is 
when we're moving into a space where we're asking, wanting to ask for more, like if we are going into a collaboration or we are um, doing something different inside of our business, like we, we need to be able to be expressing more of what it is that we do and more of what the outcome is going to be mm. to give ourselves weight to be able to ask for more. Mm. So it takes me back to that, you know, the saying like the heavier the plane, the longer the runway. Mm. So and with us, this- we're not giving ourselves enough weight in what we do. We're too busy being order takers, providing mm. a service. Like we have mm. so much weight to us, mm. but we, we don't see that for ourselves as, as travel agents at all to even ask for anything, you know, like, it's hard. Like we can, we can ask a resort or a hotel for a free night or something like, Oh, do you have travel agent rates? Like, but if you were really outputting and um, having a really true impact in the industry, you could go out there and say, this is what I need. And they would mm. be like, Oh, okay. Yep. Mm. No worries. Like it's not a thing. It's about painting the picture, isn't it? The, the, yes. the, the overall vision of where it's headed and what it's going to look like. And then, you know, if you're an effective storyteller and, <laughs> yeah, if you're an effective picture painter or vision picture, um, then people want to be a part of it. It becomes less about you asking for something and more about you saying, this is where I'm headed. You'd be crazy to miss out. <laughs> Yeah, but if you didn't have the confidence to step up and ask for it in the first place, Mm. you are then likely not impacting the people around you and changing their lives in the process. Mm. And that comes down, confidence is such a huge thing, like even just what we were tapping on earlier, confidence in imagery Mm. and how you see yourself. And, and I think, I, yeah, like, I don't know, there's, there's confidence and then there's feeling the fear and doing it anyway. <laughs> you know, like Boom. you don't actually have to feel confident to do something. Mm. You can be shit scared. Sorry, I'm allowed to swear. You can yeah. be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> you can be shit scared and go, I'm going to show up anyway. Yes, Absolutely. And plough through. It's, um, yeah, what did someone, I, I was talking about fear online once and, and someone said, you only do, you know, something's only brand new for the first few minutes, you know, like it's only mm. a few minutes that something's brand new and after that it's not new anymore. So, you know, you've just got to get through that bit. Um <laughs> And this is my first podcast, so I was kind of funny coming in here today. I was like, should you be nervous? And I'm like, well, I think my philosophy as a photographer is my clients only have to be themselves Mm. and you can't get that wrong. So you can only get nervous if you're trying to be something else. Mm. But if you just show up as yourself, if anything goes wrong, I blame you because you chose me. You're like throwing in the towel. I'm done. <laughs> but you know, all you can. This is the thing that people come onto these photo shoots, and I'm like, you can't get this wrong. All you have to do is be you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show today, Kate. And I'm so glad that I got to pop your podcast cherry. Like, so so stoked. 
that's, that's like it's gonna be on my wall i need to have a plaque made <laughs> I love it. Are you going to kiss and make me breakfast afterwards? I can't believe I just said that. Sorry. I don't know if that's part of our collaboration contract, Kate, but we'll talk about it. (laughs) Business boundaries, honey. Well done. I know. Totally. I'm learning from the best. Kate, where can we find you online? Where do you hang out? Okay, so I guess Instagram mostly, which is Kate Nut Photography. And um, yeah, I'm a little bit naughty. I kind of ignore Facebook. It's not where I like chilling. It's not the bar that I hang about in. But Instagram, I'm on stories almost every day. (laughs) I post the occasional post and reel when I feel like it. Um, And my website's where you can find more of my work, which is katenut.com. Awesome. Thank you, Kate. We look forward to seeing you in May at the event. And if anyone's got any questions, feel free to reach out to Kate directly or you can get in contact with me and I will show you where to go. But for those people who have booked in their branding shoots for the Travel Trend event in May, oh my God, you're in for a freaking treat. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to see the magic that you both conjure up. So very exciting. Amazing. Thanks, thanks, thanks Kate, for joining me. You're a ledge. <laughs> oh, I love you, mate. Thank you. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. See you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kate, for appearing on the podcast. You are a bloody legend. Thank you so much for gracing us with your incredible presence and sharing your perspective. I think it takes a lot for someone in the creative industry to really double down on what it is that they're passionate about and really follow their heart and their gut uh, when it comes to aligning with your purpose and what it is that you're, you know, put here on earth to do. It's such, it takes such bravery Uh, And also a strong sense of, you know, self-trust as well. So we want a little bit more of that in our lives. So if you do want to follow Kate, she is available on Instagram at Kate Nut Photography. Or if you want to go check out her work, it's uh, katenut.com. And would love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. Also, if you haven't yet checked out the Travel Trend Summit website, head over to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash travel trend for all of the details. There will be more information released over the coming months as we are working behind the scenes to solidify our speaker slots and getting our run sheet all ready to share with you guys. So if you do have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram. You know where to find me. Otherwise, I'm readily available on Facebook and wherever else if you want to message me. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Until next week, I look forward to catching up with you on the socials. See you soon. Oh, 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 oh,